Chapter 6 We need to talk to Axe, I said to Tobias. Definitely. That was not human. That was seriously not human. So you did see it, right? I'm not crazy? Yes, you're crazy, but I did see it, Tobias said. Very weird. Below us, Eric climbed off the sidewalk, dusted himself off like nothing had happened, and resumed walking toward home. Hang a right, Tobias said. We'll get some good updrafts off the road. Whatever your friend Eric is, I don't think he's from around here. We flew hard and fast toward home. Tobias split off to round up Axe. I demorphed and headed home to check in with my dad and let him know I still existed. Then I called Jake. I got Tom instead. Hey Tom, is Jake around there? I don't know. Jake! He yelled. He said he's coming. Cool. Haven't seen you here around much, Tom said. Keeping busy? I felt a little chill. It's weird talking to controllers when you know that's what they are. It was Tom's voice, and it acted like Tom, but it wasn't Tom. Tom was cowering helplessly in a corner of his own mind. I was talking to a yerk. Yeah, I guess so, I said. Uh-huh. We're going up to the lake to do some water skiing. You and Jake? Yeah, right. No, me and the sharing. You know Jake's too much of a social misfit to join in, Tom said with a totally human big brother laugh of derision. It's just that we have too many girls going and not enough guys. A lie, of course. A lie that was supposed to entice me. Why was Tom suddenly trying to get me interested in the sharing again? He quickly gave me the answer. So, I heard your dad's back at work. That's cool. Yeah, I guess so, I said. My father had gone through a bad time after my mom died. Now he was back at work. He's an engineer, but he's heavily involved in computers, too. He had been working with the new observatory on ways to design software that would aim the telescopes better. He was also working on some projects he couldn't even talk about. Projects I figured must involve the military. You could bring your dad, Tom said, as casually as he could. I mean, not like anyone wants their fathers along, usually, right? But, I mean, maybe he's ready to get back out there in the world and all. The sharing is a good place to make business connections, you know? Yeah, I'll ask him, I said. Do that, okay? Your dad could probably use some downtime to relax. Take it easy. Meet some people. So they were after my father now. I felt something burning inside me, like I had taken a gulp of lava. I wanted to reach right through the phone and take a baseball bat to the evil creature in Tom's head. Here's Jake, Tom said. There was a shuffling sound as he handed off the phone, then Jake's voice. Hey Marco, what's up? I went off. What's up? What's up? Those scumbags are after my father, that's what's up. How do you live with that? How do you look at that piece of crap every day? He's all like, bring your dad to the sharing, do father-son bonding thing, and oh, by the way, would you mind if we stuck up? Shut up, Jake hissed. I shut up, but my hand was squeezing the receiver so hard I could have snapped it. Jake let me calm down for a minute. He made uh-huh noises in the phone, like he was listening to me talking. He made a couple of laughing sounds. I guess Tom wasn't far away from the phone. I knew Jake was right. We don't talk secrets over the phone. There's no way of knowing who might be listening in. Okay, 
I'm cool, I said. I wasn't cool, but I was under control again. That sounds good to me, Jake said, still pretending to have a conversation. We need to get together, I said. It's a nice day out. That was the signal that we should meet in the woods. Okay, later, Jake said casually. He hung up the phone. I took a couple of deep breaths. Then I took a couple more. The Yurks had taken my mother. They weren't getting my father. Before that happened, I'd tell them everything. Before I'd let that happen, I'd take Tom down, no matter what Jake said. I'd take Tom, I'd take Chapman, I'd take every controller I knew of before I let them have my father. I had power. Deadly animals lived inside me. Their DNA swam with my own. I could feel the rage flowing through me. The blind, violent rage that became little films in my head. Little head movies of revenge and destruction. I pictured the things I would do to Tom. To Chapman. Someday even to Visser 3. I would do terrible things to them. Terrible, violent things. It was a sick feeling. It was sick, and I knew it. And yet, I ran those images over and over in my head. Rage is addictive, you know. I guess it's sort of like a drug. Anger and hatred get you high. They get you high, but like any addiction, they hollow you out and tear you down and eat you alive. I guess I knew all that. But all I could think of was that they were not getting my father. So I ran the scenes of violence over and over in my head. I rode that rush of fury till at last it burned itself out and left me feeling empty and beaten. Chapter 7 I hooked up with Jake and the two of us rode our bikes to Cassie's farm. He didn't say anything about my conversation with Tom. Jake knew how I felt. We've all felt it before. From Cassie's farm we walked across the fields to the edge of the forest. There's a place we meet there, deep enough in the trees that no one is likely to see us. Rachel and Cassie were already there. Cassie was on her knees in the pine needles looking into a burrow hole. I have no idea what was in there, but she seemed fascinated. Rachel was sitting on a fallen log. Tobias is off finding axe, Rachel said as we approached. I think there's three of them, Cassie said. I guess she was talking about whatever was in that burrow. So, what's the big panic? Rachel asked. Before Jake or I could answer, I heard something crashing through the brush. He leapt into view, sailing over the log Rachel was sitting on. Axe and Millie as Scarlet Isthil. Hey, Axe. I said. Very dramatic entrance. Of course, any appearance by Axe was going to be dramatic. Axe is an Andalite. The only Andalite to survive when their dome ship was destroyed by the Yurks in high orbit. He's an alien. You know how on Star Trek, the aliens are always just humans with a little nose putty and some bad outfits? But they basically look human and act human and speak English? Well, Axe isn't like that. You take one look at Axe, and you know he isn't from around here. Picture a sort of big, blue and tan deer. Only, instead of a deer neck and head, you have a semi-human chest with two weak arms topped by a head that is definitely unusual. Axe has no mouth and four eyes. Two of his eyes are in the usual location, but his other two eyes are mounted on stalks on top of his head. The stalk eyes can aim totally independently. Axe can look right at you with his two main eyes and still be looking behind it with one stalk and off to the right with his other stock. It's kind of unsettling till you get used to it, but not nearly as unsettling as his tail. 
The tail makes you think scorpion. It curves up and over so that the razor-sharp blade tip is usually poised somewhere above his sloping shoulders. That tail is fast and dangerous. Very fast. Very dangerous. Basically, Axe could slice and dice a human into bite-sized chunks in about two seconds. Fortunately, Axe is on our side. Hello, Prince Jake. Hello, Marco. Rachel? Cassie? Did you lose something? Cassie stood up. Then, as an afterthought, she brushed off her knees. Baby possums, she said by way of explanation. Too big for the pouch, not ready to leave the den. Don't tell Tobias, I said. He'll eat them. I already know about them, Tobias said. I looked up in surprise. He was in the tree above me. I hadn't heard him arrive. Cassie shrugged. Tobias is a hawk. He has a right to be a hawk. Then she looked up at Tobias and smiled. Of course, they are awfully cute. Oh man, Tobias groaned. Okay, okay, this litter is off limits. Happy now? You're a sweetheart, Tobias, Cassie said. We should move while we talk, Tobias suggested. There are some kids playing soldier just about 300 yards west. Let's stay well out of range. We all started walking east, and Tobias went up again to scout ahead for any danger. Okay, Marco, Jake said after a few minutes. This is your party. What's up? I told them all what Tobias and I had seen. Tobias came back and added some detail. Then I looked at Axe. So, Axe, you're the official alien. What does this sound like to you? Axe turned his head toward me, making eye contact with his main eyes. Marco... Something has happened to your hair. I believe it has become shorter. Are you suffering from some sort of illness? That does it, I yelled, as the others all broke up giggling. It'll grow out, alright? It'll grow out. Besides, it's easier to take care of. Man, I make one little change. Have I said something wrong? Axe wondered. No, Jake assured him. Not at all. Marco is just a little sensitive. Go ahead, Axe. What do you think about this Eric person? I do not know. It... it doesn't sound like any species I know of. What? Dude, you're the expert on aliens, I pointed out. Marco, even we Andalites don't know every species in the galaxy. I swear he sounded embarrassed. Although since he was using ThoughtSpeak, maybe sounded isn't the right word. You don't recognize the description? Jake asked. No. The way you guys describe it, it sounds more like a robot or something, Rachel ventured. But how does it pass for human? Oh, that is technologically possible, Axe said, relieved to be able to add something to our speculation. It's probably a holographic projection, like your primitive TV, only three-dimensional. Primitive TV? Hey, we have cable at my house, I said. Axe didn't think it was funny, but Cassie smiled. Tobias swooped low over our heads and came to a rest on a branch. So when Eric gets hit by the bus, he drops the hologram for just a split second. The power supply may have been interrupted or overloaded, Axe suggested. But that's the interesting question. What power supply? It would take a great deal of power to maintain such a hologram, hour after hour, day after day. 
Hey, maybe Eric is nuclear-powered, I said. Axe laughed. Then I guess he realized I wasn't joking. I don't think nuclear power is likely, he said, still sort of giggling like I was the primitive moron of the universe. I think it would take something much more advanced. Is there any way to see through this hologram? Cassie asked. We could hit him with something as big as a bus, Rachel suggested. Now there's a classic Rachel suggestion, I said with a laugh. I was feeling better, hanging with my friends. Marco found out the sharing is having a little water skiing thing up at the lake, Jake said. He bit his lip and added, Tom told him, Eric is in the sharing. He'll probably be there too. Perfect chance for us to get a good look at him. That's the where. Now we just need to know the how. Axe thought for a moment as we ambled through the woods. The hologram is meant to trick humans. It would be tuned for human sight. Hawk eyes are better than humans, but still see similar wavelengths of light. Maybe a totally different sort of vision would be able to penetrate the hologram. My heart sank. I knew what was coming next. Some gross morph. Unusual vision is our specialty, Rachel said with a careless laugh. She slapped me on the back like life was just one big adventure. Sometimes Rachel really grinds my nerves. No bugs, okay? I said. All I'm saying is, no more insect morphs. Is that too much to ask? Chapter 8 I guess it was too much to ask, as I found out a couple days later. What do you mean we're going to draw straws? I asked suspiciously. To see who morphs our new morph, Rachel said. Axe is in regardless. We need his expertise in aliens. One of us has to go in with him. What's the morph? I asked suspiciously. Spider, Cassie said. We were at Cassie's barn. It was a Saturday morning. On Friday, I'd found out I'd gotten a B on my English paper. How cool is that? I'd stayed up watching TV with my dad and been late for this meeting. This was the kind of insanity they cooked up when I wasn't there. Excuse me? I must have something wrong with my ears. I tapped the side of my head with my palm. Because, see, I thought I heard you say the word spider. And I remember saying, no insects. Cassie held her hand out to me. And in that hand was a spider. It's not an insect. Arachnids have eight legs and two body segments. Insects have six legs and three segments. I swear, I took a look at that spider and almost passed out. Since I knew we were doing this today, I decided to do some reading. This is a wolf spider. It has pretty good eyesight. In fact, it has eight eyes. Cassie said that like having eight eyes was a good thing. Like eight eyes was something everyone should want. Go away, Cassie. Go away. Go away, go away. I am not going to morph a spider. You can morph a spider. I don't like spiders. Jake gave me a look. Marco. Cassie always gets stuck doing the new morphs. Besides, this is more your mission than anyone else's. What? Why? I demanded angrily. Why is it my mission more than yours or Rachel's? Jake shrugged. Eric is your friend. My friend? When did I ever say he was my friend? He's not my friend. I barely know the guy. Marco, you're such a wuss, Rachel said. Hey, you want to be a spider? Rachel shuddered slightly. Sure. She was lying. 
I just knew it. If I draw the short straw, I'd love to go, Spider. Then she grinned. She couldn't keep a straight face. Look, you don't have to do this, Jake said. It's just that we're going to be infiltrating a meeting of the sharing. The Yurks are totally on alert for animal morphs. We have to fit into the environment of the lake. Whatever morphs we use have to belong there. We can't be showing up there as lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, Cassie interjected. We need good vision, but not standard mammal-type eyes. And we can't all go in the same way. I want two people to hang back as a rescue squad in case we get into a mess. Axe has to go because we need him to see if he can figure out what Eric is. Axe is going in as a spider, and we need someone to go with him. Has anyone told Axe about this? He was here earlier, while you were sleeping in late. He said he thought a spider's body was much more sensible than a human body, Cassie said. His exact words were, Ah, good. With eight legs, it won't fall over like a human. Be glad we waited for you at all, Rachel growled. Just draw a straw. Jake had five pieces of hay in his fist. There was no way to tell which one was the shortest one. Ha! I know how to beat this, I said. It's mathematical. If I choose first, my odds are just one in five. The next person to choose has odds one in four. Then one in three, and so on. So the safest thing to do is choose first. I took a deep breath, reached out, and yanked up a straw. I took another deep breath and looked at the very short straw. Really, it made perfect sense mathematically, I said. I felt like crying. Rachel rolled her eyes. You know, if you're going to be a big baby, I'll do it. I should have just said okay. That's what I should have said. What I did say to Rachel was, Don't condescend me, oh mighty Xena. Just because I'm not a reckless idiot doesn't mean I'm a wuss. I've never chickened out of a morph yet. And if Axe is in, so am I. You can hang around and be the backup, Rachel. I'm going where the action is. To which Rachel replied with a very calm, Okay. See, this is why guys and girls should not be in combat together. Because it's much harder for a guy to be a coward when some girl is watching. Especially when she's all gung-ho. If it had been just Jake and Tobias, I'd have been weeping and groveling on the ground. Cassie held out the spider. It's not bad, she said. I morphed the spider yesterday, just to see what it was like. Charlotte's Web was one of my favorite books. It would be, I muttered. Well, that was the cincher. Rachel was ready to go, and Cassie had already done it. I reached out a finger to touch the spider. It was shaking. My finger, not the spider. I touched the spider's back. It tried to get away, but Cassie closed her hand around the spider and the tip of my finger. The spider became very still as I acquired it. Thanks to the Andalite technology that had transformed me, the spider DNA entered my system. Maybe the Yurks were right. Maybe the Andalites were just the big meddlers of the universe. I know one thing. At that moment, as I touched that spider's bristly body, I really wished the Andalites had found someone else to give this power to. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. I'd like to first uh, apologize that both this is a little short this week, and I think I might some of the audio might be a little blown out. If you didn't notice that the audio was a little blown out, uh, ignore this part. I did a great job, and thank you for listening. <laughs>
Uh, but if you did notice, I'm sorry. Uh, my Marco voice gets kind of loud. Um, and sometimes I have trouble like balancing that with the mic. Uh, it's a learning process. I don't have any like formal background in sound engineering or recording. So uh, this is all, you know, a learning process. We're all learning here. Uh, I'd also like to apologize that this week's episode is a little on the shorter side. Got three uh, kind of shorter chapters in a row, and that was really kind of all the time I had to record was getting those three chapters. So, you know, th- it is what I have. Um, I don't really have any other news, so let's get let's just get through these uh, end show notes because it's been a long week and I'm feeling a little worn out. If you liked what you heard here and you use iTunes and, you know, the spirit moves you, be sure to leave me a rating and review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate that. Or, you know, you can tell a friend, uh, whether you use iTunes or not, you can tell a friend if you think they'd be interested in listening to a stranger on the internet read to them this cool story. If you'd like to reach me about this podcast or, you know, just about anything, really, just if you want to chat, you can do that at audiomorphscast.tumblr.com or by email audiomorphscast at gmail.com I'd also like to give a brief shout out to my other podcast, OK Crusader. This is a podcast where I get some guests on and we take some random characters from the unofficial Marvel fan wiki and we debate how dateable we find them and then we kind of rank them based on that. Um, so if that sounds like a good time for you, be sure to check that out. You can find that uh, by searching OK Crusader wherever you'd search for a podcast. It should pop up. Okay, that's really all I had this week, so I will see everyone next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.